you don't have to be positive all the time. It's perfectly okay to feel sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, and anxious. Having feelings doesn't make you a negative person. It doesn't even make you weak. It makes you human. And we are here to talk through it all. We welcome you to These Fucking Feelings Podcast. A safe space for all who needs it. Grab a drink and take a seat. The session begins now. What's up, guys? Welcome to These Fucking Feelings Podcast. I am Micah, here with my girl, Rebecca. And we got two guests today, Hannah and Bethany, and it's Heart Charged. Is that right? Yes, yes. So now we believe here that no one could explain what you do better than you. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourselves and your organization. Okay. So um, Heart Charged is a, a nonprofit organization. It began as just kind of using the power of social media to bring people together, especially young people with heart conditions. Um, Hannah and I were both diagnosed with a deadly heart condition in our teens called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And what that basically is, is the left ventricle wall in your heart is abnormally thick. So it makes it really hard for the blood to flow in and out. And then that's what causes you to go into sudden cardiac arrest. So if you've ever heard a crazy story of someone just dropping dead, it's usually from the condition in which Hannah and I both have. Um, not sure if you guys know this by listening, but we're both sisters um, and it's a genetic condition. We have six older brothers and then we have another sister um, and we're, we're the two with it. And then our mom also has the condition. Um, it presents itself differently in everybody, but we realized we were so lucky to have each other on our heart journey. So we were like, you know what? We need to find other people so they don't feel as alone. And that's kind of where Heart Charge um, began and came to be. And then it became kind of a two-part mission. So not only do we do the patient-to-patient support, but we're also really big on advocacy. And we've done a lot of great awareness and different things along those lines, which we can get into later. Definitely. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, it's not incredible that y'all got a heart condition. No, uh... <laughs> and it's actually pretty funny because my mom actually has same thing hypertrophic and she actually just went through the alcohol septal ablation okay yeah 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 yeah. and then she had to get a pacemaker because of it because end up messing up like her electrical system and yeah it's been crazy so wow yeah i i I just like seeing it from the other side it's crazy like not going through it because i actually have my heart works too fast but maybe i need to get it checked out right yeah maybe And now your mom can join our bionic club because we both have defibrillators. So there we go. She's a bionic babe. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. And I was thinking about that. I was it telling might them be helpful for her too. Right. I was telling them earlier, yeah. and I was like, I think they have defibrillators, and I wonder why my mom got like a pacemaker instead of the defibrillators. Do you know why that is? Um. So it all it all varies. It's not like one is better than the other. Um, so what's interesting with my defibrillator, it also paces as well. Okay. And more with the pacing is, um, more if they think that your heart is never going to in sense of like go into cardiac arrest and reach a very like off rhythm. So I've actually been shocked by my device four times. Um, and I went into cardiac arrest and it literally saved my life and got it back normal. So usually the defibrillator is just sending a bigger, stronger electrical thing. So when they think you're more at high risk, you'll have a defibrillator instead of a pacemaker, which is 
sometimes either constantly working just to pace to kind of keep your rhythm in check. Um, and then Bethany is just defibrillated. So it's more probably maybe in a bit of a good thing that your mom only has a, <laughs> has a pacemaker um, uh, because then she may not need to be extremely shocked a lot. She's not at high risk of going into cardiac arrest. So in a way, it's it's kind of better, but they both, in a way, depends on how intense the electric, you know, electrical shock is being sent to your body. But pacing is not fun either. But can imagine. Yeah. You hope it never goes off. Right. Yeah. And it, it was just crazy though, because my mom has this theory that because she's older, she's seventy one. I'm telling everybody her age. She always gets mad at me. So tell her again. She's seventy one, <laughs> and um, she feels that she didn't get the full medical treatment she's supposed to get because she's older and she's geriatric and she feels like they're just trying to like patch her up and send her upon away. So um, it's good that you said that. Cause I could be like, Oh, Nope. I talked to somebody and they said it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing that you didn't get both. So thanks for that. No. Yeah, of course. And we would love to talk to her too. If she has like any further questions or anything like that, that's kind of why we made our thing is so people could have a better understanding because doctors aren't going to answer those questions of like, how am I going to look with this, you know, with having these scars? How does it really feel the treatment of after and, you know, the recovery process of it? So we're always open to talk about any of that stuff, you know, with her if she has any questions. And I mean, not only probably as an older person, too, but also as a woman, sometimes women have a different, you know, experience as well, like with doctors, which is kind of sad to see. Um, we're not always taking that seriously or told it's just stress or, you know, um, right. dismissed by by doctors. Okay, that was a good point. I see you about to turn this into something else. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you guys again? So I was 17 and Hannah was 14. So is it that this was like when they diagnosed it? Did they think you kind of over had it and it was just this when they discovered it type of thing? Yeah, so HCM is a genetic condition, and if it wasn't for our aunt, our mom's sister, she was at like her normal kind of like cardiology follow-up appointment, and while she was there, she was complaining of some symptoms, and they said, oh, well, that makes sense because of your hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, and she basically goes, my what? Like has no idea that she had this, but it was in her chart. And she's had some valve replacement and other heart issues, but had no idea that she had this other condition. So like anybody that gets diagnosed with something, you immediately start Googling, like, what is it? How can you get it? You know, how severe is it? And so come to find out, she finds she finds out it's genetic. So she immediately tells my mom and she's like, because she has no kids of her own. She's like, hey, you need to go get the kids checked, like just so we can be like aware, like, let's see who has it. So my mom calls to get an appointment. And since we had no real symptoms, they were like, okay, we can have an appointment in six months. And so by the grace of God, my mom takes Hannah to get um, checked first. And while Hannah was at that appointment, basically the doctor was like, how have you not dropped dead yet? Because it was that severe, her hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And then a week later, I get diagnosed and I was in a pre-professional ballet program with Miami City Ballet and kind of our, our life's changed from there. But it's crazy to look back because now we know the warning signs of this cardiac condition and we had all of them and we told our pediatrician and it's crazy because 65% of the time your normal, you know, pediatrician dismisses it as it couldn't be cardiac related at all. And they totally were. And so we're really lucky that we got diagnosed when we did because it could have been a definitely different outcome. 
definitely. Wow, now, sure. none of your brothers have it. So is it uh, like a genetic female thing or? So that's the thing. There's like no, like nobody knows. Like there's not a lot of research on it. We actually, so the brother right older than me actually has like the gene for it, but he doesn't really express it. And recently he like had a few symptoms, but nothing that a cardiologist would say is really HCM. Yes, your sisters have it, but I would never just, if I didn't know they had it, I would never diagnose it like that. So it's crazy. So yeah, but then we've met other families that the boys have it. So it's crazy. Like who knows where, where it came from? Well, my, my mom and my brother both got a pacemaker like a week from each other. Oh my gosh. Yeah, his, he actually had a really, really low heartbeat when he slept. And, okay. and it kind of went into like, 19s and 15s and he goes oh to the hospital gosh. they're like how are you even talking to me do emergency <laughs> surgery and he gets a pacemaker and then we find out that hey my mom has to have surgery and then she gets a pacemaker and i'm like i don't want no makers <laughs> so, no makers <laughs> i don't want it at all okay i'm sorry guys i'm a little silly he but is. I'd like to bring the fun to this because I know they're yeah. heavy topics and I yeah. want to watch it all the way through. So, you know, I, I kind of, I'm silly. Try to bring the humor. Yeah, but I do. We're the same. Okay. So yeah. We like to laugh. Well, too, I didn't so. know because yeah. you had that face on earlier and I was like, oh. Yeah, we already talked about the resting bitch face. But you know what? I have the same thing. I she often does. am. Talk to about it, but you know, I don't have any of those conditions to go along with it. So, what's my excuse, right? <laughs> you just a bitch. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's okay. I get it. So, we have a love hate relationship, but mostly love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. You know what? We're probably sisters, kind of. <laughs> but I say that because I always want her to be better. Yeah, but we're the same age, you know. But I feel like I'm hard on her because I expect her just to be so much different, you know. Yeah, he always tries to change. Mm. It's not trying to. Ch- I Why just think you deserve happiness. Me? We're not going to argue right okay, now. Yeah, we're going to get back. Back to topic. <laughs> we can talk about that later. <laughs> but so now, Hannah, at 14, I know, right? Hannah was 14. Bethany, 17. 17. First of all, both of y'all young. Like, like you said, ballet and you know doing things like how. How did you guys deal with that mentally? I mean, we're in a sense, we're still dealing with it mentally because with HCM, there's no cure. It's all lifestyle changes. Um, so in the sense of thinking you have a chronic illness, right, that's, you know, in most senses, pretty much going to get worse with time, you know. Um, but because I, when I was 14, I literally, it was a month into my freshman year of high school, wow. completely changed my life because um, as when they mentioned, not only was my doctor like, well, I'm surprised you haven't dropped dead because what I told her, you know, what I was doing, you know, months prior to this diagnosis, to this appointment is, um, I was on two basketball teams. I was dancing in school, outside of school on competitive teams. I was like the most active I had ever been. And of course, right. Like when we talk about, oh, we had symptoms, like, well, I was exercising, right. Of course my heart should be beating fast, but you know, what's too fast, you know, no one ever really, <laughs> tells you that and because it's a genetic condition I was living with it my whole life right so that was kind of my normal so I had nothing really to think oh I was different right like this is something alarming um or whatnot so being told like right then and there of course it was a you know it was a tear lots of tears crying do you have tears um, left <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'm surprised I still do. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> I still do. Um, I mean, I definitely have a lot more tougher skin now, yeah. but even though sometimes I feel like I'm more emotional just with having to go through things, you know, more empathetic, especially yeah. like hearing other people's struggles and stuff. Um, because you know it's so personally right, where you're like, oh gosh, yeah, here's the tears coming. I can imagine um, like, just seeing people, or not even seeing you hearing a song that you want to dance to. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I can imagine, but can't imagine that, like how hard that is. You know, it's like, or seeing people play basketball and that's something you did, and knowing that you can't play. Look. Oh yeah, I'm not and trying to make you cry or nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm right now. I'm pretty good. I think I got my tears in yesterday. So, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if we make it at the end without any tears. Um, but it was it was hard because, like, with having this condition, it's not very visible, right? You would think me about things look fine and healthy if you saw us. So what was hard is I was this active person, right? People knew me as this person. And now all of a sudden I went to one doctor's appointment and I'm telling you, I can't do any of that because I'm at risk of literally dropping dead. And so it was hard because not many people understood it. And yes, I'm trying to explain it as I'm also trying to understand this and live with it. And I had groups of like, like, a church, like oh yeah, come hang out. Like they're going to play basketball. And it's like, why would I come to watch you play something, right? right. <laughs> that I can't play. Like, you think I find enjoyment in that? I could just go home and just stay home and watch TV and stuff. So it was hard of trying to figure out, you know, and like what I wanted to do, but I never felt because right. Bethany still got a dance and we have the same diagnosis. Again, it presents itself in different people, but I never for watching Bethany be like, Oh, F her, like screw her. How come she gets to still dance? Because I knew how important it was to her life. So I was more grateful that Bethany still got a dance. And still got to live that, you know, dream of hers out while I was you okay with, you know what, let me figure out what's a new dream of mine. Let me, you know, now I have all these don'ts. Let me come back to the, to the drawing board and figure out what I want to do. And I'm, and I'm happy that, you know, this was a blessing in disguise that it got me to filter out some, some of those crazy dreams that you have of like, would that ever even really happen and, and focus on what I wanted to do and still kind of do something that brings joy and happiness to my life but it definitely you know wasn't easy you know but it, it took a bit and it took some you know different perspectives of like I'm grateful to be here let me make the most you know of our life and that kind of turned into advocacy work as well especially when we like google searched our condition and we found out most kids our age were dead doing what they loved right so it's like would I have rather have that and played the last minute of the game and be dead or have to change my life and you know give up you know basketball and dance and you know still gonna live my life and do something else so it's it's a lot to weigh on and think about but I'm grateful but knowing that I'm not going to take it lightly that I still going to be alive and doing what I can for those people um who didn't unfortunately gotta make it you know what it's, it's very crazy because until you said something I never considered the fact that some people have to face reality that you can only dream, but so much. And I guess I take the dreaming aspect of my life for granted because I live inside my imagination. Mm-hmm. Like, this mega millions, Listen. This, this little mega millions. I, I want it. I got y'all though. Big donation. Okay. You don't. <laughs> you bring it to life. Yes. Yeah, so like, I, I just, Ooh, I just don't. It's like, how do you, how do you mentally prepare yourself for that at 14? I guess you don't. And then we're like, no, you or like, you know, we're like, they're not bullying, but you know, kids are just retarded. 
you know, just say there. Yeah. yeah, no, they say stuff, and it's also like because it's non visible, people will say things that's like, and it's actually like kind of offensive. Like for me, I struggle a lot with like taking the stairs because it just like you know lowers my pressure. Like I really get winded, which you think you know when I show up at the elevator, you're kind of looking at me like, why are you here? And I've had people be like, oh, I'm going to take the healthy option. I'm going to take the stairs and like looking down at me when it's like, oh, that's the healthy option for you, right? But I know Bethany struggled a lot more with like people saying really dumb things after she got her surgery for her implanted defibrillator because hers is a lot more visible. Also, because of dance, she's, you know, it's out more in the open because you're wearing, you know, you're wearing, you know, sports bras and booty shorts and stuff that's more revealing of your body and, and the way that people reacted to her, which you think like, okay, this is like, I thought we were past that, right? Like, I thought we were more accepting community and we still find, you know, sad stories of people being made fun of their scars. And it's because people don't understand. And yet they ask in such a tone that's like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's flipping rude. I don't know why. But I always feel like those are the denial people. Those are the people that life is perfect. I don't have no trauma. Nothing mm-hmm. in me is wrong. I'm good. But really underneath, there's a right. million things wrong. And I need help. And I'm sad. And and that's kind of the basis of why we created this podcast. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, let's talk to everyday people who experience this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like compassion. Compassion for yourself. Compassion for others. I'm starting to realize that that's kind of like a, the tone. Yeah. of this but bethany girl okay snaps too for wearing sports bras <laughs> and booty shorts <laughs> you know it it's in miami <laughs> oh yeah so you still do ballet no, no so unfortunately um that dream of mine ended um i am really lucky and blessed that i i got to dance for as long as i did i graduated with a bachelor's of fine arts in dance performance um but unfortunately the year before I was going to graduate. Um, I was told that my heart worsened and that I would probably need a heart transplant and that I kind of needed to stop anything that was adrenaline um, based at that time. And so my path kind of changed. Um, and I work in politics um, besides running Heart Charge full time. But again, like Hannah was saying, you you have to, you know, you dream and you maybe only get to live that dream out for so long. But I got to repivot it and now I'm passionate about other things and stuff like that. And and when I get to dance um, a little bit here and there, I, I'm really appreciative that I just can't keep up like I used to. Right. I'm like out of breath. I'm super tired and I just, I can't, you know, and it, it hurts me still. And I still like get emotional about it. And I think about like, how old am I now? And the fact that, um, you know, I don't get to do that dream that I, I so long and wanted to do and all that time and energy that I put into something, but I'm glad to be alive and grateful for where I am today. So I, now, I did, sorry, I just got to ask this. Did you go through any anger? Did you go through that angry phase? Like, why has this happened to me? Or like, there can't be a God or like, was there ever, you know, I'm thinking about your, a year away from your dream. And now it's like, yeah. <laughs> so so definitely at the time when all of this kind of happened I kind of was like content I would say and I kind of knew that it was always coming because from the moment I was diagnosed like I had my doctors tell me oh well you can dance but at 70 percent 
And it's like, how do you tell somebody that dances, you know, six days a week, eight hours plus a day to dance 70%? Like that's you, you're not going to get any roles. You're not going to achieve anything, you know, at that. So it was like really hard for me. And then when I was told that I was more like shocked and I thought, you know, something's going to change. Like I'm going to find a different thing, but I'll be honest in the past, probably like last couple months, I've been really angry about it that I'm now, you know, the age that I am and that I'm kind of just figuring out what I like. And sometimes I look back and I kind of wish like, why didn't I know this sooner that I wasn't going to be able to make a career out of dancing and why couldn't I have like, you know, studied something else or, you know, done something else, you know, so I've been struggling with that. And this is like truth. And, you know, really recently been struggling with, with that. So. And, and that's dope that you're, you're talking about it. Now, do you seek professional help or have you talked to anybody professionally? No, I haven't. And that's actually something that me and Hannah actually have been recently talking about because we go to a lot of like these different conferences with especially other young people with rare diseases and different disabilities, both visible and invisible. And a big thing that always comes up, of course, is the mental health. And then a lot of people say, oh, well, I, I seek, you know, like special medical treatment for like mental health and stuff. And we're like, oh my gosh, like we didn't even think about it. And it's crazy that at the age that we were diagnosed that nobody went to us and said like, hey, maybe you guys should go see somebody, right? And and to talk about that and for the traumas and stuff like that. And now every time we get together with these these other people within the rare, you know, space and stuff like that, we're always like, yeah, they should be telling kids like, hey, this is something like a resource you should be able to tap into yeah. and it should be part of your treatment. Unfortunately, though, some insurances won't cover it and stuff like that. And so cost and make it so hard, but definitely something we've talked about recently. Right. And that's um, pretty dope that you say that. I'm saying Britney for president. So I'm with you. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> I said, oh my God, I said Britney. I mean, Bethany. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I promise I knew your name. I promise. No, you're good. You're good. I cut you off. No, because we, we don't want them to vote for the wrong person. You know what I'm saying? That's with Bethany. Okay. And exactly. actually, you had this a little while ago, your last name. Pronounce it for us. Kime. Kime. Kime, like time. Like time. Or lime. Like a K. I say Kimmy. I was like, Kimmy. <laughs> Wait, I'm sure you guys have heard it all. I know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah we have. Yeah. So, um, so I was yeah, just yeah. thinking, and I, I don't know, it's probably a, maybe a sensitive topic, but you both are young and you're both women. And I was just kind of thinking, I'm a mom myself. So I was just wondering what the possibilities, I don't know if either of you are interested in having children, but are there, is there a possibility of children for the two of you? Yeah. So we're both, I mean, coming from a big family, we're both interested in, in having kids and that's not a, no topic is too sensitive for us. So we're, we're open for anything to talk about. Um, but we, I recently just had an appointment with um, a specialist, like in our condition um, and he was presenting the fact of, hey, if you wanted to have kids, um, because there are obviously risks of like, you know, like going through childbirth yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But like in a side note, it was nice that our mom didn't get diagnosed until we got diagnosed. And the fact that she went through nine births, you're like, okay, at least if she could right. do it, yeah. that gives me hope I could do For it. Sure. Um, but, no, but the specialist was saying that now through like IVF stuff is that they could, if we really if say, hey, I want to have kids. I don't want my kids to have this condition that they could, you know, choose the eggs that don't have the gene since we are lucky enough that 
one of the main like commonly known um genes um we have of hcm because it's a genetic mutation the one pertaining to you know the protein that deals with the growth of your heart um is messed up so that they could go through and be like okay this egg doesn't now how comfortable me and bethany are with you know playing a little bit of god and being like you know having a choice as a whole well i have a story to that i actually have a a a couple of friends who just gave birth to a baby to that effect yesterday. They wow that selection and she is amazing. She's beautiful. And they just wanted to make sure that she was going to be a she and that she was going to be healthy mm-hmm. and happy because they had two boys already and they didn't want to chance it or, you know, make, let God have the choice. <laughs> they wanted mm-hmm. what they wanted and this was it for them. So, and she's up. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I'm just going to say, it. though, before you come out with this, she amazing thing. She only a day old. Well, she's beautiful. How about that? <laughs> okay. Okay. She's beautiful. Like, we got to get her a chance to really show us. Like, show me amazing, you know? She's a lot. No, but and- she's amazing. <laughs> no, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing because we've, we've had this this topic with other people in the in the heart community and some are like no i would i would like the choice of doing it and so it's nice that it you know can be an option that people can choose from a personal choice i mean i don't know how much you want to dive into it then there's also like thinking like i was talking with somebody else about it and they're like in a way it feels almost like you're dismissing my existence is like as if what i'm living with is like less than other people which is already something struggling of the whole so it's so like such a touchy topic that it's so personal, but leaving it that that is an option, right? That we can do it and that, you know, how the person was conceived, we shouldn't be looked upon. Right. But hey, if I want to know if I'm sh- like, it's hard. Like imagine, yeah, if I have my condition and I have to care for another person who has my condition, but then you think, oh, how much easier that would be that I understand that condition. I can be there in a way that doesn't. So there's like pros and cons. So it's nice to just leave it up that it can be a personal and then nobody should be like, oh. You did it that way or this and that. But yeah, so it, it's nice that that is an option. Right. I'm really blessed to have the option. Right. And I, if the like, option's what there. Would want their kids. If I could sit here and stop you from all the pain I went through. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to need you to go ahead and throw away that little cell. Get rid of it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So no, I, I can see both points. And one thing I'm going to say, Hannah, girl, you know, open my eyes a lot today. You know, said a lot of things now. You got me over here like, damn, I never even considered that. <laughs> no, Micah, you're not going to have children, okay? Oh, no. But so really, <laughs> I don't want kids either. I um, I grew up traumatized kid, went through a lot of trauma. Then to become sick, um, I had given beret syndrome at the age of 16. So I was like paralyzed from the neck down, had learned how to walk and talk and all that kind of crap again. And then to go to 25, end up with a cancer and a 7% chance of living. I just decided after all that, I don't want no kids. I don't want to pass on these genes. I don't want to pass on this DNA because. And you genetically have. Oh my God. I'm like insane. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm so screwed up because of the things I went through. I do not want to put that on nobody else. So you're you're right. It's definitely a personal um, choice, but I didn't know I had the option. So thanks, girl. (laughs) Like if we get rid of this, get rid of a little bit of that. Add a little more testosterone. It will have to be a boy. And again, he's just putting humor into this topic. Oh, no, I'm serious. 
Like you sound like you're adding salt and pepper. <laughs> oh, oh, so I Okay. Um, so, um, hey, see, she messed me up now because I had a follow up oh, question. Sorry. And so, what do you work now? What do you guys do? Do you have other than this? Is that a bad question? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so, so besides running Heart Charge, which we are super passionate about and we love what we get to do and we're excited for what's to come with that. Um, but really it, we, we don't make money from it or anything like that. It's just literally driven by us and our passion and the people like you guys that we meet. Um, but now I am actually a legislative aide for a state representative in the state of Florida. So okay. that is what I do. Yeah. I back from Florida yesterday. Oh, how fun. It's too hot. It, it is. It's really hot. It's ridiculous. But you guys are in Miami, right? <laughs> yes. I swear to God, there's lava flowing. <laughs> under that ground right now <laughs> probably erupt probably. Know there's not so i'm safe to say that there is but it's going to the the ocean's like 95 degrees it's not pleasant i'm sorry i'm done now <laughs> no it's Sorry, oh. I'm gonna, you go, look, you have to cut me off because I will yeah, talk over you now. Just go ahead. <laughs> no, but it's been a really, it's been a really hot summer because we've been traveling a lot for different conferences and stuff. And we were in DC, it was like a hundred degrees, like it's the hottest thing. And even for us Miami kids, we were like, no, 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 I gotta get inside. This is just too hot. But no, Miami, we're grown in the heat, so we prefer, you know the heat right. but of course we go inside and have ac you know we're not like we're constantly living in the oh, heat yeah, all yeah. the time like, we ain't got no power <laughs> the people i was with they kind of went out on the boat and did their thing and i stayed in the condo with the little puppy <laughs> and did my thing i was melting i was <gasps> i was not happy oh nice Mm-mm. so getting back to the conversation sorry <laughs> <laughs> getting back to this heart I stuff love florida it's beautiful okay <laughs> last Sorry, no, 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 it's okay. I'm just joking. And I don't like Florida. I don't like heat. I'm good. So, I mean, I'll come. I want to take my nieces and nephews to Disney World. Mm. Um, only because I want to show people what the world's baddest kids are. And what better place than to take them to, you know. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> that's, hilarious. that's a good lesson right Oh my god! Sorry, sorry. There's another reason why I don't want kids. Okay, let's hope they don't watch this episode. Yeah, right. Well, they're like legit little. I have a nephew that legit is Houdini. Like wow, a second. All you gotta do is turn away for a second, and he is nowhere in eyesight. <laughs> taking to Disney. Yeah, hear, don't take him to Disney. Look, no, but then you always hear somebody yelling, "Um, come get your child." You're like, "Oh, there you go." <laughs> <laughs> like, come get him. This no. answer is bad. <laughs> anyway, so Hannah, what do you do for a living? Um, yeah, so I, um, a year ago, I graduated from film school. So through my diagnosis, since I liked performing, you know, when I was dancing and stuff, I did like acting. And then I um, took over a little like theater group in my high school. We had no budget. So it's pretty much everything we wrote or like stole, you know, from SNL or whatever and made it our own. Um, And that's where I fell in love with directing. Um, That's really what I love to do. So I was like, you know what? Like, I had all this free time now, right? Because I wasn't doing all these extracurriculars. So I would like watch a lot of TV and movies. And then I kind of got in the sense, like, 
I mean, I have an addiction. I'm not going to lie. That is my therapy is watching TV and movies. And then I was like watching it, not for entertainment, but like realizing like, Hey, what's good? Is it writing? Is it the directing? Is it the acting? Is it a mix? And so I fell in love and was like, Hey, if I'm going to go to school, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then, so like all of the videos that we make, like on heart charge, since we're like big on social media, I direct, I edit. Um, so right now I like freelance and do different gigs in here and there. So like, wait, what say that again? Can I get in your first movie? No, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We got to keep in touch. So yeah. He's so cute, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry not to cut you off, but you were saying film and I saw director and I saw me on the big screen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saw the dream. So we're going to make it happen. So yeah. Like you over here talk about can't dream and you giving me dreams. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but it is cool to see that you guys both kind of found new dreams and it's mm-hmm. helping people and that's pretty dope. So I kind of just want to commend you guys on that. For real, for real. For sure. So I want so I actually have a fast heart, so I have tachycardia. I had it for a long time. That's true. Right, right. But that's the thing. It's like, so I had cancer, and because of cancer, I have like a major chemical imbalance. So Mm -hmm. I'm I have a lot of I produce a lot of HCGs, uh, like the pregnancy hormone. So my body basically thinks it's pregnant and has been for the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. But the the reason they say I have tachycardia is because I have so many emotions. So they're saying because I'm, and I'm like, but have you ever checked my heart? You know, my mama just got, now you got me thinking like, yeah. what if I'm like, uh, Ooh, I don't want to be, I told you, I don't want no makers. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want, we don't want that for you, but you should still get checked though. Still, yeah, yeah. It's, no, but it's, I guess it's just that simple thought of, I never would have thought to get checked until we had this conversation because you know, that's kind of, and I've had like high, like 178 and they're like, you're good. Call me in the morning. And I'm like, all right. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really hard because of it. I can't sleep because I'm always racing. It's probably why I live in my imagination. You know, but- I can barely get my heart rate out of the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> we should change. <laughs> yeah. Mix it together and then split it. And then you guys should have good yeah, hearts. <laughs> so now did you the brothers, were they like spoiling you guys or supportive or were they like still? <laughs> Punch and <laughs> drop kick. <laughs> Boiling. That's a funny word. Oh my god, this boy, y'all. Um, the, we have one brother. He's number four in the lineup. And when Hannah and I both got our defibrillators implanted and they were at different times, he was the only brother that was there and like brought us candy. And like he was there with me, my whole surgery with my dad. And then for Hannah, he came when Hannah came out and like brought us candy. And then number six, the brother that expresses the gene, he is a huge supporter of Heart Charge, the work we do, just a great big brother. And then, um, I mean, the other ones help in their yeah, own way. Yeah, they help. Boys and they're, they're boys older, and married, so some of them. So. Makes sense. Yeah, I was just wondering. I'm like, six brothers? It must be tough to be a girl. And then a girl who has an ailment? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I know. But now I'm now I'm kind of like upset. I'm like wishing we were spoiled a little bit more. Right, by you, that. you know what? Wait brothers, brothers you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want. So now let's get into heart charge. What, okay. What is it that you do? Yeah. So um, kind of. I was talking a bit earlier. We do a little bit of everything, and we're just really, really 
passionate about making sure that other people do not die from a preventable death. Um, so we have a huge online um, patient to patient community, especially on Instagram. We're really big there. And we spend you know, days at any time, people can know that they can reach out to us and we message them back. And it's just really cool. We do virtual meetups with people from Australia to England to Italy to Spain and getting to meet other people with heart conditions is really, really cool. So we have that component and um, our favorite thing that we get to do, which was a big goal of ours was care packages for um, people that were either newly diagnosed with a heart condition or getting a defibrillator. Um, so that's something else that we get to do within Heart Charge. Um, then the other component of it is I'm a CPR and AD instructor. So I think in the last probably last month, we did like five or six free CPR and AD um, classes for free in the community. Um, we donate AEDs all the time. We just actually donated some AEDs to a city in Miami um, so that all the police cars had an AED and one of the AEDs wow. we donated actually saved somebody's life wow. um, like three weeks ago, which is really, really cool. Um, and then because Hannah and I, our lives were saved through a heart screening, we, Miami-Dade County Public Schools is the third largest or like second, I think now, um, school district in the U.S. And we got past that all kids have the opportunity to get a free heart screening. So they rolled out the program in October and over 8,000 kids have already been screened and dozens of them have already gone through some type of like life-saving treatment or something to help them, which is really awesome. And that's just, again, pushing for our goals. Um, we're right now working on some legislation that will hopefully pass in the state of Florida to make sure that all schools have enough AEDs and that people know how to respond and react in them. And then... We're really big content creators um, on Instagram and you kind of see like, I guess, our side of us and how we like to spread awareness in different ways. That is incredible. Wow. How do you get your funding for all of that? <laughs> there, there's no funding. We work on a zero dollar uh, budget. <laughs> yeah, we actually made a video one time for like for like Give Tuesday, right, where you can donate to charities of showing like, hey, we had this money and look what we were able to make. So no, our it's mostly we're very resourceful. So if you want to invest, we definitely know how to make something work for whatever type of budget. Sounds like um, send you a thousand dollars. I am. Oh wow! Oh, that would yeah, that means a lot to us. We'll do a lot with that. We'll say that yeah, that means a lot to us. Make actually, sure you let her know where to send it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, wow. no, we'll, we'll send you the info because that's where we do wow, we do receive you. donations, but nothing like you know we're not working in like. You know, you twenty that you know, huge you should, big should receive. I mean, this is something that people should stand behind. Um, because I, I, you know, I want to ask now. Like, my next question is to go into some signs, some things that people should take. Uh, you know, I take things lightly, like my heart. I'm like, ah, I'm good. You know, <laughs> like, I do it to her all the time. She's like, go to the hospital, and I'm like, no, I'm fine. It was just a heartburn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you just never know. He's so fragile. It feels like, like he's had yeah. so many issues. I, I need a bubble too. He does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, we definitely. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. No, we'll just need to know where we and how we can send it to you for sure. That's that's amazing. No, thank you so much. No, it's honestly people like you guys that that has, have allowed us to do what we've been able to do. And um, we've gotten a few grants, but like the one grant to do the care package that we've done, we've sent over probably 
150 care packages, maybe 200 now. And that was on a $2,000 budget. And that included the water bottles to pill cases to buttons, you know, a bag and all of that stuff. And it's just amazing to see what we've created in so little, but it's amazing the people that you never know, and they just show up and they like help us and keep us going. And we're so grateful for that. A village. I think that's what we need to become again as society, a village. We legit don't sit here and pick people apart because I'm like, everybody does it, you know? Yeah. It's like, come on now, let's get it together. Let's love each other, support each other. You know, (laughs) it's like, we all a little bit crazy. And if we don't admit that to ourselves, First to ourselves and then to others. I feel like whatever you give, you're supposed to give somebody else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I should want what I want for you, for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Did, it, did I say it right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, my bad. Sorry. Back to the signs, symptoms, anything a person should take as, you know, that most of the time they'll just like brush it off. Yeah, so the the main warning signs, which we, like, go out and do presentations and tell, like, especially the kids, we even have, like, a little bus shelter out that we put out in our town that has the warning signs. Um, so you have, and this these signs, you should know whether you have them with or without exercise. You know, you should go see a doctor, you know, tell them about it. Also, does not mean, you know, 100% guaranteed that if you have one or all of these that you for sure have a heart condition, but these are things that, most common signs that you're like, oh, that's nothing normal. So shortness of breath, you know, if you're constantly trying to like catch, that's a sign. Um, fainting is a sign, you know, whether you think, oh, I think I was dehydrated. That's just something that should be noted that your doctor should tell. That's kind of why my mom had me get checked first is because I had a few fainting episodes. And then they were like, that's very common for girls in like your age. And I'm like, it's not really common. (laughs) Your body should not just be like. I'm like, how scary is is it to go through that as often as you do? Because one is too many times. So I at least know two times that it happens. So. Oh, I mean, I have so many times I could write a whole book on the different variety of times I fainted, but I've become so. (laughs) so so well to it that I know when it's coming so unlike the event that happened yesterday where I thought I could make it before I completely knocked out yeah and I didn't have to eat dirt and skin my face usually I'll lay down flat and that's usually what you want because that's what your body's trying to do to reset itself so you do want to get into a place where you could just lay flat and I've even done it in like you know I was walking to my car from an apartment and I was like you know what I'm just gonna lay flat here you know don't be embarrassed. Just do it. Let your body like realign. That's usually what, cause like usually with fainting, you'll start with your vision going. And once your vision goes, you cannot see. So then you're, you know, a liability of like knocking into things and hitting things. You'll usually get really hot. It's another thing, whether, you know, it doesn't matter what, whether it's cold inside or hot, like you'll start feeling like sweaty and stuff. So because I'm so, now I'm so attuned with my body. I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Let me catch it before, you know, damage happens. Sheesh. I'm like, um, and then you talked about, you described me, right? <laughs> and I know it's not because of exercise, because I don't do that. So I think you need to go get your heart checked. I'm going to do that. And you know what? I just, I, and I just do yeah. once a year, but they kind of always, it's, oh, because your hormones, like your endocrinologist said, Mm. Like now they're brushing it off and I'm going to need y'all to go look in there, run some tests, do something. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. And also, so another sign, and it's a, that's like a a big tell is family history. 
sense. Not every condition, you know, heart condition is genetic, but that is, that's usually, I mean, in any medical thing, they always ask you family history of this condition or this disease, that that's also kind of a big thing of like, oh, wait, if my family has this, and even something that they ask now is like, if a family member of yours under the 40, just like randomly died, that's also something they look into because it could have been cardiac arrest. It could have been you know, not like, oh, they died in a car accident or something that you know the the reason of death, but something like unusual, like, hey, they were really young and all of a sudden they just died is something that they actually make note of. And then you have um, lightheadedness um, or dizziness. You have um, fatigue, which I think is a hard thing to kind of wrap your brain around. I mean, we have so much fatigue. It's just, you know, the constant state of tiredness, but it's more like, because I got always in trouble, like being a teenager, it's kind of hard to think, oh, do I have fatigue or not? Because people are like, you went to bed at 3am, that's why you're tired. And it's like, no, like, it's something else. It's like, if you pulled an all nighter, right, for like two straight weeks, and you can never really catch up on your sleep. That's what fatigue is really like, it's like, doesn't matter if I sleep eight hours or this, I'm just constantly dragged and I have um, no energy, which is a big, you know, tell all like, yeah, why am I getting so tired? I didn't do anything. Like, you should definitely tell your doctor. And then, am I missing anything else? No, I'm about to go to the ER, though. <laughs> like, I've been tired for the last three years. And and the other thing that we do, because um, we go and do a lot of like assemblies to like kids in elementary school, middle school, and high school. And the other big thing, I don't think, um, is that we tell the kids like keeping up with your peers. You know, like even though everybody's running laps and pee and you can't keep up, it's not because you're out of shape or you're lazy. It could be because of an undiagnosed heart condition. There's a really sad story. Um, and that happened in Los Angeles is the little boy was running laps and he said, my heart was hurting. And the teacher was like, no, you're just being lazy. And the kid unfortunately died of sudden cardiac arrest. Um, and nobody did anything about it because unfortunately now we all know the warning signs, but it's making sure other people are aware of it. And we're not discounting that just because a kid is saying, I can't keep up. You know, we have to, we have to consider that. Right. I think it's something because yeah. it's too hard on people, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, and then the ones that I forgot, which is like most important though, um, <laughs> is, I mean, we have them out there, but then I'm like, write it on my arm to remember is um, obviously like slow heartbeats, rapid heartbeats, irregular heartbeats, anything like, like I'll get, which now I understand is arrhythmias, but I, for a long time, I didn't understand like what that, you know, you, they don't tell you how it feels, you know, they're just like, yeah, and if your heart beats, you know, but it's like, for me, it feels like my heart, like will get stuck. And then I feel like, Ugh, and then it will start again. So if you don't be having anything like that, for sure. <laughs> go get checked and then obviously if it's like oh my heart's beating really fast like like that thing had a, a, a funny story like in high school right since we're used to it like oh I exercise right like you know they're like okay guys let's counter pulse like let's check our heartbeat now that we've rested a minute and you know you're trying to count it and then all your friends are saying like 90 this and then you're like oh how did I get 200 did I not count right because you're right. embarrassed and as a kid you don't want to be like that kid like I think I have this and then everybody's looking at you like Mm, that doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like if you feel it like beating out of your chest if you feel it's off and I think it's just like we're always big advocating of like you know your body the best right so if you feel something's off like let your doctor know because that's really the best way they can diagnose you is you're having the most information from you 
And then being okay if you feel like your doctor's not understanding you to leave and find another doctor because that's also important. Don't think you have to stay with this one doctor, especially if you don't feel like you can be honest with them or that they're understanding you. Like, go find another one because you want to have that relationship with your doctor. And that's like good advice. And we say that for the same thing for therapy. Most times people try therapy one time, have a bad experience and never go back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then there's so much different forms of therapy. We're in therapy right now, <laughs> you know, so it's like <laughs> realize that like there's so many forms, but I wanted to tell you, so we did an interview the other day with Leslie Evans, right? And she's kind of like a hypnotherapist and you guys probably should holler at her because she was very dope, right? Because it felt like it's not like the, ooh, bark like a dog kind of <laughs> hypnotherapy, <laughs> hypnotizing, you know? Well, when I think about someone being hypnotized, that's what I think about. Like, quack, quack, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, no, am I the only one that thinks so? <laughs> anyway, but she was talking about, like, using it to, like, deal with past traumas and like go back to moments and things. And I was like, I bet for someone like you all, and I don't know, look, she didn't pay me to say this. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) She just, she just seemed really dope. I'm a contact of myself. I just don't think I'll be able to slow my mind down enough to go through that. So, but y'all should, that be, might be an avenue you want to check in your healing journey. Yeah, no, definitely. It sounds like it's interesting to be able to go back to the moment my life changed and now view it from who you are today. Yeah. You know, no, I, yeah, definitely. In an unhealthy way in a room by myself alone, you know, because I moved and I kind of was, and I went through my little trauma phase that lasted like two years, but I went through a lot of crying and why me and, you know, but it was like, I got, I got to go back and revisit those moments. And I know it wasn't healthy because I feel like I should have had someone to guide me because I kind of just went straight in. But it helped me to heal a little bit. Rebecca over here, wiggling her foot, telling me to shut up. No, I'm not. <laughs> she over here. I know what you're I, doing, Rebecca. I was in on that interview, so and I'm gonna call I was you in out. Florida at the time. So I'm <laughs> into what you have to say. She's about telling it. me to wrap it up, wrap it yeah. up. Like, okay, but no, I just think that you guys would kind of like benefit from it, right? But now let's talk about. You said something. Me. My biggest fear is for someone to have an emergency around me. I got ADHD and I'm dyslexic. I'm not going to be able to find your pulse. I can't. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to do CPR. So what would someone like me do? Like, what would I do if someone needed help? I know you can save a life. You could. You thinking you have all these to like marks off of you, but when we like to teach our way, where you'll see in our content is making it for the everyday people. Because we try to teach it, like, I mean, Bethany's the instructor, but, like, even through, like, film and stuff is, like, we made a music video on how to use an AED, which an AED is what's going to save somebody's life if they go into sudden cardiac arrest, which, little, quick little TED Talk, uh, sudden cardiac arrest is different than a heart attack. A heart attack has to deal with the structure, right, the plumbing, the, oh, it got clogged. Cardiac arrest deals with the electrical, like, your heart, you know, is off of its electrical, so it's not beating right. Um. So you need an electrical impulse to get your heart back into rhythm. So an AED is really what saves somebody's life in a cardiac arrest. And anybody pretty much can use an AED. They, all you have to do is know where it is and turn it on. And it literally walks you through every step. Some even have video of showing you, hey, like, 
call 911 if you forgot to call 911. Like something you can do is call 911 yeah. and that's now. I'm going to call 911. I just feel like they're going to tell me and try to give me instructions. And I'm like, Lord, and I got to argue with you because I can't follow these instructions. <laughs> Either of you watch the show called Station 19? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, one of the episodes recently, um, Jack is teaching this group of young students, young fire women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, girl. yeah. They're like girls. They're girls camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And he's teaching them CPR with, um, well, the, he started out with staying alive, staying alive, staying alive. Oh, and then yeah, yeah. But then doing a different song. And I thought that was kind of cool. They began, began being a little bit more interested, but thought it was funny, but it got them more interested, even though it was kind of dorky. Yeah. So I have it in my mind every time I think about CPR, staying alive. No, no, never mind. No, yeah, no. That's the main because of the beats. That's the main yeah. song. And then Jack suggested the song Baby Shark, which everybody has in their head. Unfortunately, I don't know it. I don't know it. I don't want to sing it because it's going to okay, get do you know, in my head. Do you know Doja Cat's song Say So? No. You got to go old school. We got to go 90s for me, baby. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, tell them the beat it has so to be. Justin Timberlake's suit and tie. Oh, I think so. I get my suit and tie. Da, 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 da. Like the, there's a we have a whole playlist on Spotify of all these different songs, like from all different eras that all are the beats. And it's funny because like when we go into elementary schools, we it say so is really big on TikTok. So we taught all the kids this song, the well, this dance to the three steps to sudden credit aggressive vibe. I'm like, oh my gosh, this song. But it's really cool because it's little things like that just to like remind people or to say, hey, you can be empowered to save a life. And it could be just calling 911 or feeling like, hey, I can I can do some compressions or, hey, I can run and grab the AED and use it. You know, and an AED is only going to shock somebody if they need it. They're so smart. Like I could put it on Hannah right now and it's not going to shock her because she doesn't need it. You know, so. Well, maybe, maybe I could work that. I was going to say I can prove don't bet no money on me. I can break the impossible, okay? Oh. <laughs> you, know, you know how many forever watches you're supposed to be able to have forever and they just don't tick no more? <laughs> Probably the electric current that's already running through his body. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to talk to y'all for the rest of the show. Okay? <laughs> There's a wall here. <laughs> I do want to ask you a question, though, Hannah, real quick. Just a random question. Favorite show right now? I knew I knew you were going to ask that because I was listening to one of you guys' podcasts, so it was interesting to hear you guys' favorite TV shows and why you like them. Um, and they completely took mine's out of content. You see how they did me? Yeah, they were really being like, the A's is... <laughs> right. Like, oh God, that's not what I said. They were bad. picking on me. Okay, let's go. But I, liked your, I liked your pose. I was like, pose is a good show. Really I was, was like, I like this. Yeah, yeah. And Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I remember you guys' okay. little ones. Um, so what's yours? Oh, okay. Favorite is hard for me because it's like I watch so many different ones. Like, and for different reasons, they're my favorites. Um, I was a I was a big fan of Westworld. I love like the Nolan Brothers. I love Lisa Joy. I liked Game of Thrones until you know the finale, which everybody's always like, Ugh. Um, finale because I can't bring myself to because everybody has said it's just so wonky. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah, just just live in that little yeah. ignorance, yeah. little nice ending there. I mean, House of Dragon is really good. That was I was good... almost going to watch that yesterday on the way home on the plane, but I didn't. 
You should. Okay, you should. we get it, Rebecca. You was just in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be flying to California on Sunday. So, oh, that's for nice. Not for fun. <laughs> um, but then I, I liked, I liked Killing Eve. That finale had a little bit of a. Mm, um, Orphan Black. I, really I like. was like trying to watch the first episode. Okay, I said I have ADHD. So if you don't get me in the yeah. first 15 minutes, I'm done. I yeah. don't do it no more. And Eve didn't get You me. have a huge, like, you watch some pretty deep stuff. You don't watch just the. <laughs> but I watched Anatomy. Anatomy and Grey's Anatomy. I love those. Both of those are oh my, my thing. But I liked, like, uh, the last thing he told me on Apple Pie, on Apple. Really? Yeah, I yeah, watched I watched that, that one. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Hannah, what's yours? I mean, I mean, how, how do you ask a director? <laughs> if I call you Brittany one more time, I'm so sorry. Because she's Maybe blonde now, that's why. Someone I know named Brittany, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to edit those parts out so ain't nobody going to know that that's what there I'm going to There we go. Um, you can call me B. You can call me B if it's easier. Okay, I'm going to call you Queen B. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. So, like Queen B, mm-hmm. what, what's your... And actually, we got to come back, Hannah, because I need to know your guilty pleasure too, right? So you got to think about that. But, oh, okay. Okay, Queen B, what's yours? Okay, Go. oh my gosh. um, I'm definitely, like, not into TV that like much. I like it. I'm a huge documentary person. I love any type of documentary from, like, war to, like, murdered to any of that a huge documentary docuseries person i'm like currently watching um the playboy secrets one which is pretty interesting um i'm enjoying that um and then i of course love like Grey's anatomy scandal all great shows um yeah um, we were a big what- shonda land fam like we were like thursday night we know what we're doing yeah what? okay yeah I, I like the Animal Planet kind of docu series. All the animals. Okay. And- I feel like you and Rebecca will be real good friends. <laughs> yeah, and- all about knowing stuff. I'm gonna yeah. be on TikTok because I'm like, I can't get into I'm a it. TV person. I'm like, you watching a lion take a shit. That's <laughs> what happens. So that's what you literally doing. You he eating somebody else. Like I don't want nobody watch me when I'm eating. Yeah. <laughs> What? So, what is happening right I now? I feel like it takes a certain mind frame to like watch those shows. But <laughs> I'm not trying to insult you. She's, no. like, she's not the one watching the lions. I am. Look, <laughs> you're like, first you can't get my name right. Now you're gonna judge my shows. No, no, but she no doesn't watch she watched more like true crime or real people documentaries. Yeah, yeah. sometimes we'll overlap and watch. You're insulting me. That's okay, right? <laughs> oh. All back up. <laughs> yeah. And I like, and when I want to watch TV, I like make myself have to like go on the treadmill or do something because I'm like, you got to be active if you want to watch this show. Like, I'm like weird. You kind of like messed up. Our, That's cool. girl, you messed up our whole friendship. Oh. You just went back to being Brittany. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. You you back to being Brittany. That's why I called you that time about on the treadmill. I don't even want to walk to my car. <laughs> You know, I'm so keeping it real with you guys. Right. <laughs> you know, they came out here and kept it real with us. But um, yeah. getting back to some, actually, no, I wanted no, no. I, guilty I want, pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right, guilty pleasure. But I also wanted to um ask about. Okay, we can talk about guilty pleasures. That's gonna be a long thing. It's it's like guilty pleasure TV show. No, anything, any guilty oh. pleasure. Um, 
that's a great i mean we love ice cream but i don't think that's a guilty pleasure i'm uh we support ice cream um but i have to say station 19 ended up being a guilty pleasure and i actually talking about the cpr that one like really hit me because we have a whole campaign about how women are less likely to get cpr and ad help so like right now i'm working on a like if they were to bring that girls camp back of how they could be like talk about how women are less likely to help in like a rewrite of that episode so it's interesting Because we have boobs, that's why. Get out that's, of here. Nobody wants to show your boobs because no offense, you can't even show that on like television without a certain rating or being blurred out. Like you'll see in our account, we even did flashing, but I had to, you know, go frame by frame and have the big black bar over it because we would be flagged our content. So it's because people, especially, I mean, like, like with the Me Too and Time's Up movement, which were very good, powerful movements to come and bring that awareness is now people are like, I can't even touch a woman, I'm going to get sued or whatnot. But there are good Samaritan laws that if the person is unconscious, you can perform CPR on them and you cannot be sued and, you know, place an AD. But because with an AD, you have to have it on bare skin, the pads, and that involves, you know, cutting your shirt off and your breasts being exposed. So people Use excuses of like, well, like, I just can't, I don't want to get in trouble instead of being like, that's a person's life. So if you're thinking about my boobs before my life, then I don't want you to save me anyways. But it's unfair that, you know, like, I'm less likely to survive because I have breasts of tissue and fat that you have deemed, ooh, sexual or like, oh, I'm getting (laughs) turned on by that and I can't do anything. You know, are you... (laughs) You're you have an accent, and I've been thinking about it throughout <laughs> this entire episode. And you kind of sound like, um, oh my god, her name is leaving me. It, but she's on station 19. Oh, she's the doctor with the black oh, hair, Karina DeLuca. Yes, DeLuca. Oh, well, kind of sound like her. Actually, wow, that's really well. Is I'm flattered. Like a sex doctor, like yes. Well, she's a female doctor. Yeah. Yes. Oh, is that what it is? No. Yes. Okay, I've seen like one episode where they're like they were transplant. I guess a guy was going through a sex change, and mm. they found. Nope, I'm lying. Okay, I'm lying. <laughs> it was a woman who lost feeling in her vagina, so they like got. Oh, that's not. No, they like got together to like make her vagina mm-hmm. feel again. So that's why I associated with seen sex. An yeah, that was like Grey's the only Anatomy. episode. Huh? That's was the one episode, episode you watched. It was an episode of Grey's Anatomy, is yeah. what I was saying. Because <laughs> she was on there and then came in, and now that she's like married to the the firefighter Maya Bishop, now like now she's more of a Station 19 regular instead of just being like. I don't know why I'm getting into the whole just. It's cool how you know your stuff. And I, I was going to say earlier that that's how you how you know, like you're into film. Because you're like saying like Rhonda Shine. Shine what's her name? Shonda Rhimes. See, I don't mess it up already. Yeah. But I'm like, you name it all these people. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> I, know, I know that she is from. From Italy. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh my yeah, God. You're good. So where does your accent come from? <laughs> so I get this question asked all the time. So that's why I laugh when you ask me. I was born, raised 305, Miami, Florida, my whole life. Okay. But my accent, because like sometimes people are like, oh, you sound like, you know, a little bit of like Hispanic influx. I mean, I did that's go to public school. Say, you sound like you could be my sister. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm white, non-Hispanic, so I'm not going to claim like I don't have. But the thing is, going to public school in Miami, of course, most people here are Hispanic. Of course, it's going to, you know, like impact, like depending on the slang I use in different words, um, you can definitely hear it more. But I think what I've come to the conclusion, it's not like a cool, like, oh, I'm from this place. That's why I speak like is being raised here because my our dad is from Colorado. My mom's from Pennsylvania. So it's not like they really have strong accents. Right. But I have like a, a really long tongue, like. I can touch my nose with my tongue. And when you do like accent work, it's all where you place your tongue. So I think because of that, where I place it is a lot different than what you would normally, you know, speak. And then me and Bethany did go through speech therapy when we were younger. (laughs) So that kind of, did did it sound like we did good and graduated well? No, because you can speak (laughs) well still. You sound great. (laughs) I just, it's just, I know you two are sisters, but I just don't hear an accent from Bethany, but I do from, so it was just really baffling me. And I just had to ask, it was just burning me up. All right. Well, now you're like, I'm adopted. No, I'm I know. I thought you were going to come out and say something like that too. I was like, oh, this is about to turn to a whole nother episode. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. First, like I'm adopted and I got a heart condition. Okay, God. You know, like, this is not funny. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay, Queen B. What's your guilty pleasure? Okay, well, I'm gonna say my like mine has been fruit roll ups, right? Okay, they my guilty pleasure Ooh. so much that I sleep with a box. You hear me? <gasps> I love that. I have me a fruit roll up pillow, like it has like legit. It has its own pillow, right? Because I mean, you know, don't nobody love me. This is serious. So I'm single, so it has its pillow, right? And I even cover it, Aww. and I can like push my. That's and, new, right? Look, no, but for real. But you know what's funny is that you could tell I love them that I was making a TikTok video and I had fruit roll up wrappers all around my neck. I didn't notice it until after I post the video and someone was like, What the hell is that plastic stuff? It was all <laughs> fruit roll up. I think you can call this an addiction at this point. <laughs> well, well, I was actually gonna say, I think my guilty pleasure is also my addiction. Because I have a really bad addiction to shopping. Like, if I'm feeling happy, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm mad, I have to go, like, shop. Like, I have to go buy really expensive shoes that I don't really need. Or, like, I just need to go buy clothes. Like, it just helps me. So, I would say it's my guilty pleasure, but also my really bad addiction. You know and- what? So, you're back to being Queen B. See, because now you said shopping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I look. I'm wearing some coat shoes now. Yes, yes, you better. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you my struggle, Bethany. I'm gonna tell you my struggle right now. Right? I am doing okay in life. Right? Am I boring you, Rebecca? <laughs> One more thing. Oh my you god! That just everything I do. I she thought that at was her time. Like, she no, was looking at her thinks, time. I can see the time up I there. I know. I know. We're going over an hour. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I have one more important question before I let y'all go, but I'm going to finish what I was trying to say if I remember what it was. You were saying you were happy where you are in life. Like, continue. Right. right. Okay. So, like, it's hard because I'm kind of doing okay. You know, podcast, top 10, last two months. We thank you guys for watching, you know? But it's like everybody around me is miserable, you know? Everybody around me Everybody? Is, yeah, no, like my mom and like depression and anxiety, like family members. You know, I have a lot of sick people in my family. 
You know, I feel like we were just all born sick. So I get the genetic thing. You know, it's like we came out the womb with like a temperature. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't cooled off. But so now I go through a fight with everybody because I kind of give a lot of things away. I'm one of those people. I just get You need it. Here you go. You need it. Here you go. Even though he needs it. (laughs) He gives it away. I give it away. But I always look at, Bethany, you're going to understand this a little more, right? I always look at it like if I could spend five hundred dollars to buy a coach bag, and this person needs five hundred dollars to pay their rent, what the fuck kind of person I look like walking around with this coach bag? And now I'm passing you on the street because you're homeless because I wanted my coach. Yeah, so that's, that is my struggle and my point of life right now. So yeah. I haven't been shopping like I normally would, but I did just buy a five hundred dollar bag. Yeah. I just, I just I bought a pair of uh, Christian Louboutin. Oh, the other. So so I think I, uh, I uh, we we there we go through the anxiety. Yeah, we're right there. If I'm too happy, I'm gonna shop. Yeah. Sometimes I shop just because I feel like I ain't spent no money recently. And sometimes he'll shop for other people. Sometimes it's just like I feel like I haven't put nothing on my card. Like I ain't get no notifications today. <laughs> I tell but, people they call me Mister Swipe a lot. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I was going to say too, like back to your point is I think Hannah, I think you can attest to this. I think I do a really good job of like giving to our little sister Evie and Hannah. And I'm always like, what can I buy for you guys? Like, Oh, I'm going shopping. I want to take you guys with me. You guys can get whatever you want. Cause again, you know, like I shouldn't just like, you know, get enjoy it. You know what I mean? I always love giving, 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 but then sometimes I'm like, I want to give for myself. Right, 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 right. But my mom just be like, and this is how you know she's mad about something I did because she hit me up with, I'm never going to tell you what to do with your money. <laughs> so I know right there that I did something that she mad about. In case you guys don't know, his mom lives with him. Oh, and okay, I need to make sure y'all understand that she, she lives, lives with, with me. Him. I pay the bills. No. Um, so I'm not a scrub. I just <laughs> really love my mom. Okay. Aww. My mom is my everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cry. <laughs> but okay seriously we're going over time and i yeah, do have sorry. two questions a lot of said one but i do have two and is it okay if i ask them i know yeah they like have to do a part two we had a heart condition and you over here i need to go take my medicine and stuff and no, i'm just joking I'm so it's so stupid Please. i'm gonna get canceled that was harsh. they want to go now they want to go wanna now leave. <laughs> like you an asshole. I really wasn't even like that. Trust. I joke on my condition all the time, and I gotta realize that other people don't have the sense of humor I have. Oh, we do. I think yeah. we should all hang out in person. I think so too. Right. I think so too. We're going to Florida gonna, though. Yes. <laughs> okay, I thought he was gonna I'm, say no. I'm coming well, to Florida now. Like I like Miami. Hello. Maybe over there. Wait, That's but where are you guys at? In New, New York, York, upstate New York. Our oh, little sister lives in New York. York. Yeah, she goes to school there in, in the in Manhattan, in Marymount, Manhattan. So we're always like going to visit. So we can go Bronx. upstate. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. So we definitely yeah, yeah. Okay. So y'all just tell us when and where it will be there. Cause I think Yes. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> I want to know why you went into politics politics. Okay. Yeah. So basically when I found out that I, I could no longer dance anymore. Um, I spent the whole year really working on Heart Charge. And um, the year before, the year I was graduating college, sorry, let me like reverse a little bit. I had helped um, pass a law here in Florida that made it mandatory for um, ninth and 11th graders to learn CPR and AED training. 
And I went to Tallahassee and being in, if you know, Florida, right, it's like one long thing. And so Miami's here and Tallahassee's all the way up here. And I would do the drive in one day. So basically at like midnight, I drove to Tallahassee. I would testify, share my story of why it's so important. And this is a step in the right direction, then come home. And while I was up there, I was like, wow, I love the process. I love when you can actually make a difference. Like when you feel like the politicians are actually listening to you. And I I kind of fell in love with it. And then I then found out I could no longer dance. And so I I spent a whole year kind of really focusing on heart charge and doing more of that. And then I realized like, hey, this ain't paying the bills. Um, And I kind of need to live. And I was like, you know what? What about politics? And a few other representatives who had seen my work and kind of knew what I did with heart charge were like, hey, a representative has an opening for a legislative aid position, you should apply. And I'm, I'm going to put in a good word for you. And I was like, wow, that like means a lot for me because I have no real background in this, just the ABC work I did. And I actually got the job and other people had applied. Um, so it's not like just like I was the only one, you know, I'm just right, kidding. Right. But, um, <laughs> but um, I got the job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then got the job. Um, I do though see the ugly side of politics now and I get really frustrated and I only hope that I can be like the better side of it and I try my best to do what I can and I also thought it would be a great way to meet people connect and then use my story to hopefully help other people and then use my story to help impact more change and more laws um in all different type of especially like healthcare um, areas and stuff, but yeah, that's kind of the long story short how I I got into oh, politics. So Sounds really like dope. A, I mean, yeah. I'm talking about hey, Bethany for president. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. But then <laughs> once again, I got to put myself in there. You got to hire me to do something. I will 100. Okay. That doesn't You're gonna be like. Yeah, I want you to be like. I'm trying to think. Like probably one of the cabinet members or something. Oh right, I look good in the cabinet. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we can talk. So whatever position requires oh speaking, I know. I'm so sorry. Be right at it. Uh, yeah, but I really loved you guys' energy. It was really, yes, really amazing, and it's dope. And I feel like we should collaborate in another kind of way, and maybe get together and do like a podcast uh, event kind of thing, and invite people. And we should, yeah, we should talk about this. Yeah, let's do that. I would love that. Yeah, my mouth. I know you. I know I introduced myself with having you know a resting bitch face, but my mouth hurts so much from laughing, and I haven't had that in a podcast. And like I don't know when. So you guys are amazing. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Uh, now, before I let you go, I wanted to ask. Go back to the women. What signs do you, like? When do you know? Because you said when they passed out, and I'm like, I hope when they passed out, ain't nobody thinking about. I don't want to touch these boobs. You know what I'm saying? Because even me, I'm gonna get down there and help. But I go around and grab people's boobs every day anyway, right? So, uh, yeah. There's put some context with that. Oh well, okay, so I I'm gay. Yeah. And um, so it doesn't mean the same. Yes. That's there's the context. That's the context, right? <laughs> we look Lord, I'm gonna say this it's now. They're gonna protest and they're gonna say that gay know. people now have yeah. rights that straight people don't have. Oh, Lord. But <laughs> maybe I'll edit that out too. Yeah. But uh, seriously, I know because it kind of it's concerning to think that women go, I don't know, sometimes I get mad at the world because I'm like, okay, women give birth, but then they go through all this pain and it doesn't like how do you build the world and be buried under it at the same time? It's just crazy to me. I but like I, that, that that way he said that. Yeah, that right? was that was really touching. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I do. I really see that. And I think that's why I love my mom so much and why I spoiled the hell out of her. Because I'm like, you did it for me. But let me yeah. tell you, raising a parent ain't easy. Okay. Back to the question. But now a person needs help, but they're not passed out. Like, is there something that you could recognize in that kind of situation? Like, I I had a coworker who had a stroke, and I never knew that that's what she was going through. I was just like, damn, she got the ugly face on, you know? And it was just kind of like, mad, you know? And she's dying next to me the whole time. And I'm like, I ain't going to bother her. Her husband must have pissed off, you know? <laughs> I didn't know what to look for. No, that's the... And so that's the tricky part because a stroke is different than a heart attack than cardiac arrest. And we're big on cardiac arrest because it is actually the number one killer on school campuses. Um, as many as, you know, in the first year of COVID killed, sudden cardiac arrest kills that many people every year. So it's an epidemic that people... Isn't it also like wait, when you it, smoke a lot of marijuana kind of go through... I, I know like two people that died from like cardiac arrest for like smoking too much marijuana. Or at least that's what they said. Have we never um, heard that? Interesting. So it could be the thing is, it could be anything. And that's with cardiac arrest is different than like a heart attack or, or stroke that happens like, you know, when you're older, like past 40. And in the heart attack and a stroke, you know, people are more conscious. Cardiac arrest, you immediately oh, okay. be unconscious. So there is no like, there is no like, oh, she, right. I could catch it right before it happened. Mm-hmm. That's the scary thing about cardiac arrest is it happens suddenly, you know, like it's, it comes fast. So there is no like build up. Also, like with a heart attack, the symptoms look different than like versus a woman and a man with cardiac arrest. It does not matter your age, gender. Cardiac arrest can affect anyone. Like we know people who are under the age of one who went into cardiac arrest and people, you know, over 60 who have it. It, it hits any, you know, genders the same race, ethnicity, pretty close in the same marks that it affects everyone. So, yeah, there is no like, oh, what could I do? Or what? And then I think it's annoying is like, at least you tried to help because I think there is that point of like, oh my gosh, like you don't want to, you know, would you rather live with the g- regret or, you know, if somebody's like, hey, I don't actually want you. <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> And the thing is, and, and that's the sad thing is people really push the, like the lawsuit set of like, oh my gosh, you're going to get, you know, oh, sued or whatever. Help, we were literally, right. yeah. Like, Hey, I'm trying to help you. And no offense. Like <sighs> most of those cases will be thrown away. They won't ever make it to like, we'll be thrown away. Like, Hey, this person yep. was trying to do, especially if it's like witnesses of like, Hey, I came to help you. I don't know why you're, you know, but like we were at the we were at a restaurant in the airport, literally like and somebody stood up and was like, I'm choking, I'm choking. And then like we were on the other side. So Bethany was about to run. But then somebody got to her quicker and a man did it. And she's not over here like, you know, like you're grateful. We know many people who survived who are like, I didn't care my boobs were out. I didn't care that it was this person who did it. I am grateful to be alive and to be here. And that's what you have to think is the alternative. Right. Like what you know, like. Like when people think, oh my gosh, the CPR, what if I like break the sternum? And it's like, would you rather have a broken sternum or be dead? And like, you don't want to have to think about it, but that's the reality of it. It's like the alternative is way worse than anything that you could do as trying to help them to prolong their life and, you know, save it. And and the EMTs, the paramedics want you to see that you were doing something when they arrived on scene because average is eight to 10 minutes till they come on, right? right? And by eight to 10 minutes, if you did nothing like the brain damage that person will have it'll be a lot harder for them to come back than you know if you were able to find an AED, use it if you're able to you you know do cpr but if all you can do right is call 911 at least you did something and you don't live that with regret of like 
I didn't do anything at all. At least you tried your best. So if you're it's like, so hey, I can't. It's scary. I feel you talking to me. I hear you talking to me, right? But it's scary because I'd be like, I'll be the person that be like, you know, I don't know. I push something in the chest and the leg be broke. I'm like, I got that luck, you know? <laughs> so it's like. Well, at least the defibrillator will not defibrillate if they're not actually in cardiac arrest. Okay. Yeah. Like it's just broken. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the person that trip over them. Now I need the ambulance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lord, I pray and hope that I never have to do that. But if I do, I'm going to listen to you. At least call 911. Yeah. Right? First thing. But hey, if you uh, can do better than that, do better than that. Yes. And because um, it can save somebody's life. And even though like I'm not joking and I'm kind of joking, I would be terrified, but I would like to think that I would know what to do. Yes. I actually just had somebody text our podcast recently and was on a bridge talking about they wanted to commit suicide. And I was like, what the fuck? And it's like, is it a joke? Is it serious? You know, and then it was like, I gave him like, if you're having an emergency, call 911. And I'm like, oh, that's so impersonal. You know, so then I'm like, well, they got a suicide hotline, you know, pound at 988. And it was just like, but I don't want you to feel like I don't care. And it was so awkward. We ended up working our way through it. You know, and but it was very I never want to go through that again. I don't know if it was real, if it was fake, it was hard to tell because a text message, but I'm like, what if this is real and I'm the reason that this person jumped off this bridge? Yeah. yeah. To put all that pressure on you, you know. And I was like, Oh, so um when we hang out, I'm gonna need y'all to be on your best behavior. We will be. <laughs> I don't believe her. <laughs> I know, all right. Like, we uh, we will be. We will. We're gonna have a blast. <laughs> we are. Um, we do ask any last words that you like to give to our audience. Any words of advice, words of wisdom. A lot of people are in like a mental health journey. Um, they're probably just now realizing that hey, they need some help, and why they watch us because they're like he crazy and he makes sense. So, <laughs> tell us something that's crazy and makes sense. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll say is. Um, I know probably not everybody listening has a diagnosis, but a big thing I always like to say is your life doesn't end with a diagnosis. And that could be even too, like you, I don't ever want you to feel like something really bad happened and your life is over. And I think you have to remember that you can work through it and there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I think sometimes I even forget that. And it's really important to remember. And then to also, you know, please come and join us on our journey at Heart Charged on Instagram and please, if you're ever wanting to talk about anything, we're really open to it. Um, but we're just more known. No heart conditions better than anything, but we're here <laughs> right. for you. And we will <laughs> list all of your contact information on our website and awesome. everywhere that we post and all that good stuff. And we will get you that $1,000. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. Literally, thank you. Give her a plug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, we're going to post you. That was, that was her talking to the IRS for real, for real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I'm giving it away to charity. <laughs> yeah, you you can yeah write it off your taxes. So, yeah. Now, any mental uh, mental health advice? Um, I would say. I mean, yeah, I'm not an expert. But I would say. I mean, I love You're the name of your guys. That, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, 
and I'm grateful to be alive. Um, I, I cherish that. Um, I don't take that lightly. Um, but I would say, I mean, I loved your guys' name of like these fucking feelings. And I would say you're allowed to feel however you want. Like, I think we touched on it. Like you're allowed to feel angry. You're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to do this. Like, especially with something like that you're battling, if you're having even a hard time for yourself of, I think finding the right words to explain to someone, I think like just feel them that you get used to it. Like, and I think on the other end, be a person that you can just support somebody through it and not expect them to have all the right words. Or I don't know. I always feel like when people are in need, sometimes people don't reach out, especially I feel like in my generation, because they're like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't say the right thing. And usually it just, just want somebody to show up and be there for them. All you have to say is hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like just be like, Hey, or like, if you want to blow your mind off of this or just like being present, like, Hey, I'm here. If you want to talk about what you're going through or if you don't, but then I think also like how you were mentioning earlier, sometimes you do have to have boundaries and it's okay to say no to things, you know, like it's okay to be like, Hey, that's a lot for me right now to handle what you're going through and me going through. doesn't mean I don't love you any less or can't be there for you. But I think sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves as human beings and especially like we can all sense like we all have good hearts here right like we want to be here for people so sometimes you're like hey let me take you know a break for me and then I can come back and be stronger for you so I think allowing yourself for that not thinking that you always have to I think I learned something big in my life is it's okay to disappoint people like I think that teaches you that you're a human being that like I think constantly thinking that you have to uphold this high standard and hit the marks every time it's like hey if someone was like oh my gosh like I'm disappointed in you it's like well I didn't ask for you to you know put me on a pedestal I didn't ask for you to think that I could accomplish all of this stuff like hey I I messed up but I'm human right so allow yourself to change that thinking a little bit right because it shouldn't be okay to disappoint people but it's not okay for people to expect more than they should expect from you right and usually, and yes, and that's why I speak from that case. It's usually people who are expecting all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, it's not like I didn't meet your quote. It's like I didn't meet to your expectations. And I think communicating your expectations, like, hey, if you have set expectations, let me know them. So I know if I can meet them right. And I can, we can have that communication beforehand before I come disappoint right. you. And I think it always ends up into that open communication where people don't really talk about like, oh, wait, I'm upset. It's like, well, did you tell me, you know, this beforehand? Did I know, right. you know, all of these parameters? Right. What you talking about? Uh, There's a wall here. And I'm looking through it, okay? <laughs> so, um, and, and honestly, you said a lot of really, really dope things. And But one thing that came to mind is when I had cancer, one thing I always told myself was that cancer is a word, not a sentence, you know? It's all, it's just a word. It's not a sentence. And that kind of helped me get through things. So sometimes it is something simple. You know, I think it should always be with uh, our producer over there going up to the wrong camera. See, they Making just distracted. I'm going to have to chop this all up. It's funny. I noticed that, but I was like, I was like, who's switching? That's so fun to do a little podcast. Oh, now you got to introduce yourself. Wait, now you got to introduce yourself to our friends, Hannah and Queen B, which, <laughs> which is Bethany. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> this is hey. This Hi. is our producer. She's the one that's like telling me, wrap it up, okay? Wrap it up. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a part two. You guys are the longest we've. I mean, you guys are awesome. Went over, and it's, so it's we laugh, but we learn a lot, and that's yeah. pretty dope, right? 
Yeah. Like, one more question. And, I know, and I know. Ask okay. question. One more question. I know this bad thing is that I have like 15 more questions, but <laughs> we'll have to get you yes. back on okay. because I'm going to need you to answer them because I feel like this is just things I never considered. Like, okay, I got a fast heart, but that's kind of always my explanation, you know, but I feel like uh, my heart is racing. It's like, oh, I'm excited, you know, and it's like I, I kind of brush it off to what everybody has told me. And it's like, you're kind of teaching me, like, no, we take the first answer, you know? <laughs> and then I just want to be regular, like regular people. Yeah, I get that. And on that note... <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to make it all sad before I end. <laughs> so go ahead, uh, Queen B, tell me a joke. A joke? Yeah. <laughs> they got nothing. Three nuns went into a bar. <laughs> you know? uh, um, I don't know. Do I know a joke? No. Oh my God! People don't joke no more. You got one. Of those Not like that. I had one, but it. Oh, Crystal, you got a joke? No. Okay, so we're not gonna end with a joke, but we're gonna end <laughs> with peace and love. Wishing you guys many blessings. Continue to search for whatever it is that you need to search for, whether it's physical or y'all did that right at the same time. That was dope. Those two did. It was perfect. <laughs> I was like, oh my I God, did, did y'all practice that? Was- did y'all okay. know, like, at this second, we're going to do it? Okay. <laughs> I saw this. Good. And um, really cool. Thank you for becoming a part of our village, a part much. of our community. We're going to shout you guys out and support you as mm-hmm. always. Rebecca sent you $1,000, which is pretty dope. Love it. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, we will see you next time. Yay. Thank you so much for thank having you, us. Thank you. Thank you. This was, like, literally amazing. Thank you.